Running a small business is no easy task. It's messy and thrilling and terrifying all at the same time. But no matter what, it's definitely a journey worth taking. As a mom of two littles, I know the daily struggles, and I'm here to walk this journey with you. If you're ready to feel empowered, encouraged, and on fire for the things you truly love, then you're in the right place. I'm Rebecca Rice, a pizza-loving, hot chocolate-drinking, family photographer and educator, and this is the Business Journey Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Business Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Rice, and today we have a very special guest. I'm really excited for today's topic because I feel like it's one that students ask me about a lot, and that is how to leverage social media to grow your business. Now, you guys have heard me talk a little bit about uh, social media, but I I felt like who better than to bring on an expert to chat about social media and how we can use it as, you know, the busy moms, business owners that we are. And so I'm really excited to have Kendra Swalls on with us today. She's a business and marketing coach with Girl Means Business, and I'm really excited to hear her perspective on all things social media. So Kendra, thank you so much for uh, coming on with us and just being willing to share your knowledge in all things social media. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I love chatting about social media and how great it can be for your business. So I'm excited to get into it today. Yeah, for sure. Well, I know that a lot of my listeners, um, like I had mentioned to you a little bit earlier before we hit record, are, you know, the busy moms where we, myself, I have two littles, um, a four-year-old and a three-year-old. And so things are really crazy. And, um, you know, social media is one of those things that kind of goes to the back burner sometimes <laughs> just because um, the other things tend to take priority in the business. But that's not saying that there there isn't value value in social media. And so I figured we could begin the conversation talking through like why you feel like social media in today's age is necessary for business owners. Um, and like at what capacity do we have to be on every single day showing up all the things like what does that look like in like a realistic sense for us? Yeah. I mean, so social media is, is huge right now. I mean, everybody when you mention a business to somebody, one of the first things they do is they go look for you on social media and it's going to be different and we can kind of get into the different platforms and how to choose that in a little bit, but it's going to be different based on who your audience is, where they're searching for you at. So social media serves nowadays as kind of this social proof. It's almost like if you're not on social media, it makes people kind of question the validity of your business a little bit. And so where it used to be like, oh, if you didn't have a website, like then that didn't seem like you were a valid business. Now it's, you have to have social media. And as far as like how often or, you know, what it looks like as far as consuming the time you spend in your business, there are a lot of people out there who will say things like post every single day and you have to be in, you have to be active all the time and in your stories all the time. And I, you know, I'm a busy mom too. I've got two kids, nine and five, and I've run two businesses because I've got my coaching business and I have my photography business. So I'm doing all the things and it's a lot. And so if someone told me I have to post consistently every single day and be on there 24 seven, like it would burn me out so fast. So my philosophy on it is as long as you are consistently showing up 
and consistently, whatever that looks like for you. So for some people that might mean, okay, I can do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, because I can schedule out content to go out on, you know, for me, I can do it ahead of time. That's great. Some people might say like, well, for me, it looks like maybe twice a week or even just once a week. Like you have to figure out what is consistent for you that is sustainable so that you can keep up with it and then kind of build up from there. Yeah, I love that you use the word sustainable because that is such a huge part, I feel, about social media that so many times we can get overwhelmed thinking like you have to do all the things and be in all the places and it's just, it's not sustainable. And then we're like, well, we may as well not even start because I can't keep up with those standards. And so it's all about, like you said, finding the things that work for you and work for your lifestyle. I, I've i heard it said that social media is like the handshake where somebody finds us somewhere, but they really kind of get to know us through social media. And I agree what you said that if somebody doesn't have a social media, then it's like, mm, I'm not really sure about this person. Like I recently was looking for a, we just moved to the Nashville area. So we're looking for pediatricians. We're looking for dentists. We're looking for, you know, all these things, um, daycares, whatever. And in the search for all the things, yep. I go to social media, right? I, of course, find find their website, but I want to know what does the day-to-day look like? And so, you know, for the school that Maddie just started, um, I want to know what do their activities look like? Do they update parents? You know, yeah. and that's that happens on social media. And thankfully, I was able to find those things. But if I wasn't, you know, it makes me a little bit more, you know, skeptical. Um, I know for sure as a photographer, if I'm looking for a photographer, I'll sure I'll go to their website, but you better believe I'm going to go to their social media because that's where the recent work is. Right. And as photographers, our job is to keep it updated. Even like you said, even if it's once a week, it's still being updated with recent work so that people can see that you're actually taking clients, that you're actually working. Because if you don't update it for six months and somebody comes and sees that your last post was six months ago, I'd probably be like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to work with this person because they haven't worked for six months. They haven't shot anybody, even if that's not the case. And so just keeping it updated little by little, I feel like makes a a big difference just for the people that are coming across you for the first time. Well, and I think about like the website piece, like I know for me personally, with my photography website, like I don't go in there and update the images right. on a regular basis. You know, I mean, maybe a couple times a year I go in and I add in new things, but a lot of times what I show on my website is kind of my like best of the best. You know, it is, here's my top images from my favorite sessions. It's going to be kind of a concise portfolio. But when you go to my Instagram account, that is, like you said, it's the most recent stuff. It's going to be the behind the scenes. It's going to be more about who I am as a photographer and as a business owner. It's going to be more about, you know, here are the, the outtakes sometimes, or here's like a group of photos from this one session that I really loved. And it is more of like an updated portfolio, especially for photographers, because it is such a visual um, brand. It's such a a visual business that you need to be showing off your work and social media is a great way to do it. And I will say, as far as platforms go, if you are a photographer and you're wanting to show off your work and create like a little portfolio of work, Instagram is the place to be. Facebook is fine. I know a lot of photographers use Facebook. They might use Facebook groups. They might do posting on their Facebook feeds, but if you want to create a portfolio of your work that your audience can go and find, Instagram is the way to do that because people can go to your feed and it is scrolling through a portfolio of your work. 
it's different than, you know, well, obviously Twitter or LinkedIn or Facebook, it just visually has more of an appeal. And so, um, you know, think of it in that regards. It's not just about, okay, I'm posting to post. I'm posting to create this gallery of images, this portfolio that people can find and go through to see what my work really looks like. Yeah, that's so good. So while we're talking about the platform, do we need to be on all the places at all the time? Or would you suggest like narrowing in? Like how do we choose what social media platforms we should be on? So this is a great question. And I will say for the longest time, I tried to be everywhere and it was exhausting. (laughs) And you just, like you said, the sustainability piece, it's not feasible. Um, For me, I have found that Facebook and Instagram are kind of my two go-to platforms, primarily Instagram. Um, I, you know, I see some photographers on TikTok and they have success, but I, the question I always ask is track your return on investment. And when I say return on investment, I don't just mean like monetary. I mean like your time investment. I have a photographer friend that she does senior photos and she was spending all of this time creating these reels or these TikTok videos to put on TikTok. And they were great. They were so well done. But I asked her, I was like, how many of your clients actually found you from TikTok. And she was like, well, a lot of times they don't even know that I'm on TikTok until I have them doing a video for me for during their session. And my response to that was, okay, then maybe you need to invest that time somewhere else because, or, or spend that time creating videos to put on your Instagram feed or to put into your website or to put on Facebook, because if they are not finding you on that platform, you're wasting your time that you could be, that's valuable time that you could be spent somewhere else. So what I started doing is, so I use HoneyBook for my client management system. And when someone would come and inquire with me, the one of the first questions I ask on my intake form is how did you hear about me? And I started really looking at the data of how are people finding me? Is it mostly by word of mouth? Is it mostly through Google searches? Or is it through social media? And I found that only about 5% of my audience was really finding me on social media. And if they were, it was through Instagram. And so just taking the time to kind of do that research and figure out where is my audience coming from, that helped me realize, okay, I need to spend more time on Instagram. And like, I can post to Instagram and have it post to Facebook at the same time and kind of do double duty. So figuring out one is, where is your audience coming from? Like, where are they, how are they finding you? And then put all of your time and energy into that. And then two is no, like, again, if you're shooting families, most of the time you're dealing with the mom and most moms are going to be on Instagram. Most moms are spending their, they'll have a Facebook page, but they're spending their time on Instagram. And so knowing where your audience is spending their time, that helps you narrow the platform. I honestly, as far as like, photography goes, unless you're doing like corporate headshots, LinkedIn's probably not going to be, you know, your most ideal place. Twitter's probably not going to be the best place because you're not, you know, you're sharing graph, you're sharing images, you're a visual, you want a visual platform. Again, TikTok and that, you know, that's, it's fine. But if you are going to be spending all that time creating content, make sure it's worthwhile. And then I know a lot of people, you know, kind of lump Pinterest in with their social platforms. Pinterest is great for any photographers, but again, it takes a lot of time and effort to do it and do it well. And so just make sure if you're going to include that in your strategy that you are 
getting a return on that time investment. Yeah, that's so good. I know for a season, we were looking at the same thing of like, where are our clients coming from? And um, for some reason, and we we had on our client questionnaire that we send all of our clients um, before their session, we have a place for them to link their Facebook page, link their Instagram for us to tag them. And so many of my clients didn't have Instagram that I don't oh, know wow. why they were like the random, um, <laughs> like the, 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 the random outliers of humans that didn't have Instagram. And maybe it was the, where they were located. Maybe it was their age. I don't know. It was very random. Um, but a lot of my like clients that I was working with at the time were, um, had some kind of full-time job and they were like rocking it. They were like a VP or something in the company. So maybe they just didn't have time for Instagram. Yeah. I don't know. So we started putting a lot of our effort into Facebook instead because that's where our clients were finding us. Um, yeah. But for my associate team, that because I have an entire separate brand that is just for associate photographers, for my associate team, all their clients are finding them on mo- mostly on Instagram or through Facebook ads. And so it's been really yeah. interesting to see the difference in um, just clients and where they're hanging out. And um, I think I, I I love that you tracked where people are finding you because data doesn't lie. You could think all you want that your people are on TikTok, but if you sit down and like really look at numbers, are they there? Not to say that TikTok can't book clients because I have friends right. that book clients through TikTok amazingly. They're wedding photographers. So that may be part of the difference is that um, brides are on TikTok and moms aren't necessarily because moms are who books for us. So I know I don't put a lot of time into TikToks for that reason. For them, that's where their clients were hanging out. And so I love that you said, like, make sure that the return on your investment is there because if you're going to be spending your time there, make sure like it's worth your while. Yeah. Well, and I came from like a teaching background because I was a teacher for a long time. And so data is always something that I, I enjoy looking at because like you said, it doesn't lie. And so if you can look and see, like, don't be afraid to ask the question, how did you find me? And even when you're in a session, like have the conversation, like, Hey, um, you know, what, what social media platforms do you use? Or, you know, are you on Instagram or do you follow me on Instagram? And like, especially if you're taking like behind the scenes, like photos and videos, it kind of comes up naturally. And once you get used to having those conversations with your clients, you'll start to notice trends and then you can kind of, you know, use that to go forward with what you, with your marketing strategies. So good. So if you could give us a couple tips on utilizing our social media wisely and really leveraging it well um, for the time that we're putting in, what would you say are like the biggest things to keep in mind as, you know, family photographers wanting to book clients? (laughs) Yeah. So I would say number one is get very clear on your intention of what you expect to get out of social media. I think this is one of the biggest mistakes I see a lot of people making is that they go into social media thinking, okay, I'm going to go in, I'm going to post that I'm offering, you know, mini sessions at this date, and I'm going to have all these people be interested in booking me. And then they're disappointed when that doesn't happen. And so go in with the idea of, okay, I'm in this to build awareness around my brand. I am in this to maybe funnel people back to like an email list or, um, or I'm in this to just build connections with people. I think that again, the, the big mistake is people go into it expecting like every time I post, I'm going to try to get a sale. I'm gonna try to book somebody. And that's just not the reality of people using social media. They're not going onto Instagram thinking, I want to book a photographer today. They're going on there to think like, how can I be entertained, inspired, or educated? 
Like those are the three things. And so if you can create content that entertains, inspires, and educates, they're going to more likely follow your account. And then you are going to stay front of mind. That is the key with, with Instagram or Facebook or whatever you're using. It's staying front of mind so that when they are ready to book a photographer, you are the one that comes to their mind first. Um, you know, it's, I hear a lot of photographers saying like, oh, it's just so saturated. There's so many people who do what I do in my area. Well, yeah, that's everywhere. And it's every industry, no matter what you're doing, everything feels saturated, especially because social media has taken this huge world and shrunk it down into this one app. And so now we're no longer just competing with the people around us. We're competing with this global, you know, amount on social media. So if you can find a way to stand out and stay front of mind, and the best way to do that, like I said, is to use social media as a way to um, entertain your audience. So entertain for photographers would look like mostly just sharing like behind the scenes, what goes on in your sessions, any like funny outtakes, especially with family photographers, you're always going to have like crying kids, kid throwing fits, silly, goofy photos, like share those to keep people entertained. It also helps moms who are looking at that account going, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. Because if you're just posting these like perfect family photos, then every mom in America is going to look at it and go like, oh, well, my family doesn't look like that. So keep moving. But if you're posting the ones that they can laugh at and relate to and be like, oh my gosh, that is exactly what my kid would do in that session. I'm so glad to know I'm not alone. They're going to hit that follow button because they want to see more. Um, so that's entertain, inspire. That is things like um, helping mom feel better about, about being in photos. It's about kind of touching, like posting out content. It doesn't even have to be a photo all the time. It can be inspiring, like a quote that you love or something you share of somebody else's. But a lot of times, especially with uh, family photography, mom is the one who is the most self-conscious. So posting things that are going to help her feel good about herself is going to help get people um, wanting to follow along with you and wanting to keep coming back. And then the third is educate. So this is another mistake I see a lot of photographers making is they just will post out their beautiful photos from a session with like a cute caption or a quote, but there's no content. And that doesn't keep people coming back. They can only look at your beautiful photos for so long before they're going to be like, okay, seen it, done it. Like I, I'm over it. But if you are giving them something of value, so if you are teaching them about something, if you are sharing something that they can take and run with. So an example I always give is there's a local family photographer here. I live in the Dallas area and she is known on Instagram, not as a photographer. I mean, she's a photographer and she has that, but she's known for sharing out like really fun things to do around town with your kids. And so it's, it'll be like, there's a, um, a peach festival going on in this little bitty town outside of Dallas. And they always have like homemade peach ice cream and peach tea. And you can go and like, there's all these fun activities and it's completely free for your kids. I would never have known about that, but she's sharing it. And I follow her just for that purpose. But now I'm also like, she's a photographer and she takes these really cute photos of, of families and her own kids. And so finding a way to offer value beyond just, I offer great fo you know, family photos is going to be what keeps people coming back. So go in with an intention of what do you expect to get out of this and have it be a realistic 
intention and then make sure you are giving people a reason to want to keep following you and stick around for more so that you can stay front of mind. So I love how you talked about specifically like the cutesy captions that people put on their photos because that does nothing to move their business forward. And that's been something that we've been really doubling down on specifically with my associate team and their brand um, for ways to provide value to our families through those captions because it's like it's really valuable real estate if you think about it. What words are you going to be putting with the images that, you know, you're sharing and are people going to read it? It depends on what you include in there. And so we've been taking the opportunity to teach them about, you know, how to prepare for their session or how to get their kids to cooperate. We think through like frequently asked questions. People ask us, can we bring our dogs to the session? So, you know, we could have Instagram posts about, you know, tips for getting, you know, for family photos with your dog or yes, you can bring your dog to the photo. Here's why you should or whatever. Um, That those are all opportunities to be able to answer those questions that people ask all the time so that it's helping that they may not be ready to book the session right then. But what you're doing is, like you were saying earlier, you're staying top of mind. You're answering those questions and like getting rid of the the reasons why they don't or can't get photos done. And exactly. they're more likely to book with you when you're ready. And so um, I just, I think there's so much value that we could offer that family photographers just don't take advantage of as often as we could. Um, and what a cool idea of your, your friend, um, telling like where fun things are yeah. around like that's so cool well because she I mean she knows her audience I think that's key too is know your audience and again if you're a family photographer you're not trying to appeal to the dad or the kids you're appealing to the mom she's the one who is going to be booking the session she's the one who's doing the research and the other thing I was going to say too about the you brought up the good point of the frequently asked questions I get people asking me a lot of well what do I post because I don't know what to say so that's why I just throw a cute caption up there And yeah, go back to your frequently asked questions. What are people asking you questions about? Um, You know, share those or think about like, what are you like, make a list of what are the pain points that your audience has? So like, again, with moms, okay, well, they're going to be worried about how they look in the photos. They're going to be worried about their kids behaving in the photos. They're going to be worried about, is the weather going to cooperate? What do we do if it doesn't? Like make a list of all these things so that you have kind of a go-to thing. And then my other point on that is I see a lot of people will post it and they'll like the dog example. So they'll like have a photo shoot where someone brought their family dog. They'll post a photo. They'll use that little caption of like, can we bring dogs to our session? And then you answer that question in the caption and then they never post about it again. They're like, well, I already did that. Well, here's the thing. Only three to 5% of your audience is seeing your post when you posted originally. And with Instagram and Facebook, especially like things get moved down the, the feed so quickly uh, that someone might not see that. And so a lot of times I think a fear that a lot of people have with social media is they're like, well, I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to be posting the same thing over and over again. And people get annoyed with it, but guys, they didn't see it the first time, or if they did, they have had so many other things happen between the time you posted it and the time you posted again, they've completely forgotten. Like nobody. And I, I mean, this in the kindest way possible. Nobody is that concerned with your business right now. <laughs> like they're not stalking your feed to see, well, when was the last time she talked about bringing dogs to a session? So you can have this content on a recycle. You can have another photo from that same session or a different session where you had a dog and repost the exact same caption 
you know, three or four weeks later, and it's going to seem like brand new information. So don't feel like you have to constantly reinvent the wheel of content, have your go-to list and just find ways to reuse that same thing over and over again. Yeah. And some of the stuff that we've been doing too, is we will repurpose whatever we put on our blog. So, you know, in our blog, we post new sessions. We do like location spotlights. So we'll like feature certain locations that we like because our, our blog, we use it to be able to like send links whenever people are asking questions. So that's where we put a lot of our FAQs also. Um, But then, you know, when it will, we'll, talk about those frequently asked questions. And that's one of our like content pillars. And so whatever we post on our blog, we then share it on our social media. One day we'll do a a feed post. One day we'll do a story about it and like space it out. And that's a lot of content to be able to repurpose that I think people forget to like reuse content and either they forget or like fear of, like you said, being annoying, but people just aren't seeing it. Um, Can I give another quick, like you just think of a really cool like tip that I love to share is So I know a lot of people, like you mentioned the blog. So I'm someone who like, I'm terrible at blogging. I just, I'm right. The idea of writing out a blog just is not for me, but I can write a social media caption and I can keep it concise and like get my point across. So one of the things that is a really cool tip you can do, because you just mentioned like you send out a blog link as like, if someone asks a question like, oh, here, go check out this blog. Okay. So for someone listening who is the same as me and is like, oh, blogging just makes me want to like run away and hide. Here's what you do. Create content on your social media. I'm just going to use Instagram as an example. So create content. So let's say the question again was about the dog. You know, can we bring a dog? If we do, what do we do with the dog? If we're not, you know, when we're not taking pictures with it, do we need to have it? Does it vary by location? Like all the different questions people can ask about dogs. So create these different posts on social, on Instagram, each one's answering a different question about bringing dogs to sessions. Then I want you to create a hashtag specific for your business and that question. So for example, my photography business is Paisley Lane Photography. So my hashtag might be PLP dogs or PLP um, dog question. Nobody else is going to be using that hashtag, probably, most likely. And that way, what I can do is now I can send my my client a link to that Instagram hashtag, and it pulls up my Instagram feed with only the posts that match that hashtag. So it's like a curated content library on Instagram that you can send them a link to. And now they're going to follow you on Instagram. They're going to see. So if you're someone who doesn't like to blog, or maybe you've kind of let blogging die off, but your social media is like on point, go, you can go back and add those hashtags to all your old content and you can create these little hashtag content libraries within Instagram. And I think you can do it on pretty much on Facebook as well. And now you have this really cool place where you can send people and now they're going to have access to your social media. So I love the idea of the fact that you can literally just send somebody like, hey, go check out hashtag blah, 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 and it'll answer all your questions. And how cool is that? Like, it even makes me think of like locations when people are like, can you show me photos at Adriatica? Because yes. um, I, I still live in Dallas, so <laughs> I know all all the places. Um, so then you can just say, yeah, go search, you know, um, what, what was your brand thing again? Like PLP, PLP, PLP Adriatica. That way they can see photos you shot at Adriatica and it's super simple to find. Like that's, 
I we're gonna we're gonna steal yeah. that. We're using that because that is so good. Yeah, and then like I said, like if you're the hit listeners, you're like, oh, that's genius. You can go back and add that hashtag to all your old, old content. So don't feel like you have to like redo all or your add new stuff. Like go back and add that hashtag to ones you already have in your feed now. Right. Oh my gosh. I'm literally like, my mind is blown. My team, we're going to do it. We're going to do it for all the things because we get asked so many times where people are wanting to see specific locations or, you know, whatever it is, yeah. photos with dogs, senior photos. They want like really specific things that that's so easy. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm literally going to like get on Slack with my team as soon as we hang up so that I can go tell them. <laughs> yeah. And you have to, the key with that though, is you kind of have to make sure that nobody else is obviously using right. the hashtags. Otherwise it'll get flooded with other stuff. And then just kind of make it unique enough that hopefully other people won't try to use it themselves. Cause that's the thing is like, sometimes you'll find one or you'll start using one and then somebody else comes along and they start using it for their whatever. That's why you kind of want to make it as niche as possible right? so that it doesn't get taken over by somebody else. Then you have like random stuff added into that hashtag content. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you have to like, go through it every once in a while just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Cause you never know. I mean, it's, it's the internet, it's social media. You don't want somebody looking it up and it have like something on there that is totally unrelated to what you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. Well that, I mean, that's all super, super helpful. And I feel like it would give um, our listeners some ideas of things that they can implement now and hopefully alleviate some of the stressors that come with, um, with social media. And just like, I, I feel like the whole message is like, just, just do it. Even if you, it's only a little bit, then do the little bit, whatever you can handle. Um, and like take it one step at a time because it's yes. all about just being there. <laughs> Even if you're not there every single day, I'm not on my social media posting every single day. Am I scrolling more than I should? Probably. <laughs> um, and that's something that research. I'm yes, you're just researching, I, right? That's something that I'm trying to get better at too, of like just stepping up, like I guess utilizing my social media in a in a way that markets my business, but then I can step away and not feel like I have to be attached at all times. Because yes. um, I think that was something that was a hurdle for me to get over was I felt like I had to be there on the platform all the time, you know, reading everybody's stuff. And it's like, the reality is, I'm not because of the mm -hmm. algorithms, I'm not going to miss anything important. When I do log in, if something, you know, groundbreaking happened, my friend had babies, I'm going to be able to see it um, at the top of my feed and I'm not going to miss it. Um, yeah. So being able to know that you can do your post and then it's okay to step away and it'll like do its thing. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. And I will say, I mean, I, I do think that though there is some merit to being engaging on social media as well. Like yeah. you want to make sure that there you, you find a balance. And again, it's all about a balance that works for you. But a lot of times what I will do is I'll go in and I will post. And once I've posted, I'll go and kind of engage with a couple other people. Like I'll maybe spend a lot of times it's like when I'm sitting in the car line waiting for my kids at school, or if I am like in a doctor's office in the you know waiting room or whatever, like I'll get on my phone and for 10 or 15 minutes, I will just go and I will engage with people. And when I say engage with people, what that means is I'm not just scrolling and liking. I am going into like hashtags. Like I might search for um, like a hashtag local here might be even like a, a local magazine or like we have one that's called like the Dallas Girl Gang. And so there's a lot of moms in there. So I'll go to that hashtag. I will see who is it has been posting under that hashtag and I'll go engage with their content. They're going to see that I've liked or commented on their content. They're going to be like, oh, who is this person? And they're going to go check out 
what, you know, my page. And so that's a great way too, to like you, it's, it's called social media for a reason. Like they want you to be engaging and be social. So if you're just posting and ghosting, if you're just posting and then walking away for the next 24 hours, you're going to get frustrated because you're not going to have the engagement that you want. So you have to give a little bit of engagement to get a little bit of engagement. But again, it doesn't have to be hours of a of a day, your day, it can be 10 or 15 minutes when you have like a little window of time that fits into your daily schedule. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. And just, it's all about balance. Have, have the balance that works for you and, um, you know, make sure that you feed the beast, right? The beast, the algorithms, they, they, they yes. want the attention that they need, but it doesn't have to be all day, which is great. Um, Awesome. Well, Kendra, this was super, super helpful. And um, I'm just really excited for it to go out to all our listeners because I know that they're going to get some really helpful things from here. Um, Before we sign off, can you let everybody know where they can find you um, if they want to like learn more, all, all the things? Yeah. So you can find me on my website is girlmeansbusiness.com. Same thing with my Instagram. It's girlmeansbusiness. Um, I do have a podcast, Girl Means Business. You're finding a theme here. It's all under <laughs> Girl Means Business. Um, but yeah, go come follow me on Instagram. I've got in my LinkedIn bio, I've got a couple of resources there. I have um, like a email marketing starter kit. I have, if you're wanting to get into Instagram reels, if you're on Instagram and you maybe want to get dive into that, I do have a free reels tutorial you can download. Um, so lots of great resources. I'm sharing tons and tons of tips over there. And so, yeah, just come say hi. And I love working with photographers, obviously, you know, my photography business I have as well. So um, I love helping photographers grow their business. So feel free to come and tell me you heard me here on the podcast and uh, let's, let's chat some more. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And um, yeah, guys, definitely take advantage of all of her resources. We're going to link them in the show notes for you so that you can have easy access. And um, I know that you're just going to love it. So Kendra, thank you again for coming on. And we just really appreciate you giving your time. Thank you. Bye.